At the Canaan Church, our mission is bringing people to Christ and helping every person to become a mature disciple in Christ. Canaan Christian Church, where people dare to dream. Revelation chapter 4, verse 5. <laughs> Woo, Jesus, 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 Jesus. It's mine. That, that's how I'm going to close this teaching today. I'm going to tell you now how I'm going to close it. I'm going to close this teaching about it's mine. Revelations 4 verse 5 and from the throne proceeded lightnings thunderings and voices seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne which are the seven spirits of God Isaiah chapter 11 <laughs> it's heavy in here today It's heaven here today. Yeah. Yeah. Now, 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 for those of you who don't know what's happening, let me tell you what's happening. I told you to lay hands on yourself and tell yourself it's mine. That shout right there, that praise right there, is a praise based on the fact that the Holy Ghost just showed her what's about to come to pass. Because see, God will sometimes show you in your spirit. He'll show you in your spirit before it gets manifested in the flesh. So when it shows up in the flesh, you'll already know what it is when you see it. Lord have mercy. Isaiah chapter 11, verse two. I'm bringing these two scriptures, these are the basics but I'm going to come out of Ephesians, but these are the basics because the Lord has had me teaching some other things, but I'm trying to wrap up this, this series on the anointing. This is the series still on the anointing. Now, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2 lines it out. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Everyone shout, one. The Spirit of wisdom, two and understanding three the spirit of counsel and might and that's what I'm talking about today the spirit of might amen you may be seated in the presence of the Lord God is continuously revealing himself to us and the reason being is that he's desirous 
of us understanding who he is and the nature of his being. And he wants us to understand how we relate to him and how we operate as the body of Christ. We serve the one and only true and living God who has made himself known to us in a Trinitarian manner. He's made himself known to us as Father, as Son, and as Holy Spirit. One God who has made himself known to us in three distinct personalities. As Father, he's the one who sought us when we did not seek him. As Son, he's the one who died on the cross for the redemption of our sins. And as Holy Spirit, he is the one who lives within us to empower us, to equip us, and to enlighten us. So John says in Revelations that there were seven spirits before the throne of God. The Holy Spirit is one God, but he manifests himself. He expresses himself to us in seven manifestations, seven expressions, seven operations. And God wants all seven expressions and manifestations to be revealed in your life. And in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2, the prophet breaks down those seven expressions, operations, or functions of the Holy Spirit. And today our focus is on the spirit of might. The spirit of might is the vigor and strength of God. Not only that is upon you, but that is operating within you. And the spirit of might is the expression of the Holy Ghost in such a phenomenal way that as God operates in our lives through the spirit of might, he enables us to say without apology that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you operate in the spirit of might, then you understand that you're not going to live a life where you will be overcome by anything, but that you will be an overcomer because you got too much God in you to fail. There's an interesting story in the Old Testament records in the book of Numbers concerning the children of Israel. They have left Egypt. They've come through the wilderness and they get to the borders of the land of Canaan. They get to a place called Kadesh Barnea. And Moses selects one man from every tribe to make up a special mission team to go into the land of promise, into Canaan, and to spy out the land as a reconnaissance group, and then bring back a report from their findings. They go over into the land. When they come back, all 12 spies said this. All 12 said, it's a good land. 
a land flowing with milk and honey. But 10 of the spies went on to say to Moses and to Israel, but we saw the sons of Anak over there. We saw the giants and we were like grasshoppers in their sight. Now nobody called them grasshoppers. They called themselves grasshoppers. The Bible says to these 10 spies that they instilled fear in the life of the nation. Be careful to who you listen to. But two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, said, yeah, we saw the sons of Anak, we saw the giants, but we are able. And we're able because our God is able. Now, the 10 spies that allowed these giants to cause them to be fearful, those 10 spies and that whole generation of Israel failed to go into the land of Canaan because they allowed fear to paralyze them and they allowed fear to cause them not to possess what was already theirs. But Joshua and Caleb, who said God is able, those two men were operating with the spirit of might because the spirit of might won't allow you to operate with fear. The Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Joshua and Caleb will operate with a mindset that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And because of the spirit of might, while they had to wait 40 years, Joshua and Caleb and a whole new generation made their way into the land of promise. Now look with me quickly, turning your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3. I want to look at verses uh, 14 through 20. Listen to the word of God. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Paul's praying for the Christians at Ephesus, and this is what he's praying for, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That's what he's praying for. Paul is praying that the believers would be strengthened in their interior being, strengthened in their spirit by the glory of God. 
And the glory of God is the essence of God. The glory of God is the weight of God. It comes from the Hebrew word kabod. It is the glory of God. Paul is saying, God, throw your, your weight around in the lives of your people so they'll be strengthened in the inner man. And wouldn't you want to live your life, beloved? Don't you want to live a life where you, you understand that there are unlimited possibilities and power available to you in Christ? Don't you want to live a life where you have the assurance that you can live your life in the place of dominion? Don't you want to live a life where you can say to yourself, every day of my life, I live with the blessing of having the presence of God and the glory of God in my life and upon my life each and every day. I'm talking about we having some church up in here today and the Holy Ghost is moving in this sanctuary and the glory of God is being manifested in our lives. But I'm looking at somebody who says, I had this in the kitchen the other day. I'm looking at somebody who says I was in the bathroom and it took me a while to get together because I had this same episode in the bathroom. Somebody right now just shouted at me and said, Pastor, I was late getting to work because I had to pull my car over because church broke out in my car. The glory cloud came in my car and I sat there just me and Jesus and I praised him until I could get myself together. You can have that kind of experience each and every day. That's why you can get up every day and declare, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I need to see about 50 saints who know how to shout by yourself. You don't need no audience to shout. I know how to cry. I know how to holler. I know how to dance by myself. So, so listen, listen, listen even more intent to what Paul says. Look back again at verse 16. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. The word strengthened there is the Greek word kratos. Kratos. And Kratos has to do with the might of God. It has to do with the power of God. So Paul says, I'm praying that God will strengthen you, listen now, in the inner man with Kratos, in the inner man with the spirit of might, in the inner man with the spirit of power. And there's another Greek word for power, it's called dunamis. Now dunamis is that manifested power that you see externally in your life. 
I said dunamis is that power that is manifested externally in your life. Dunamis is when you're going to say yes, Lord, in spite of the obstacles in front of you. Dunamis is when you go after something that you shouldn't go after, of, but you got this power that's manifested, so you go after it anyhow. Dunamis is when you're operating, somebody says it ain't going to happen, and you say the devil is a lie, it will happen, so you believe when they don't believe. Dunamis is that manifest power that'll let you lay hands on the sick. Dunamis is that manifested power that when you are tired and you think you can't go another further and yet some kind of power come from somewhere that lets you press on when you're weary and tired. But you see in order for dunamis to show up on the outside you got to have kratos working on the inside because it is kratos it is the spirit of might. It is the spirit of power that allows you to give evidence to dunamis. I'm trying to tell somebody here today that because of the spirit of might, because of Kratos that's operating on the inside of you, that you have more possibilities and capability than you think that you have. I'm trying to tell you that because of Kratos that you can operate in the supernatural and you're not confined to the natural. I'm telling you that because you got Kratos, you got the spirit of might in you that you can live and operate in the place of dominion. Come on, somebody still reads the Bible. You are above and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail. You are the lender and not the borrower. I'm talking to somebody that reads the Bible. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I'm talking to somebody that God has given confirmation that the, that, the, that the spirit of God is going before you and God will show himself strong on behalf of all of those who love him and keep his commandments. I'm talking to somebody who understands that if God is for me, who can be against me? And I am a conqueror and more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. The reason why I won't be saved satisfied with mediocrity the reason why I won't walk around and be pitiful the reason why I will not embrace being pathetic the reason why I keep can't out of my conversation and I'm always saying I can is because on the inside there's a presence operating in me the cortos of God the might of God the power of God so when the devil says it can't happen when the devil says it won't happen I say watch me watch me watch me because God has already given me the assurance I've already got the confirmation I've already got the validation that what he said was going to happen is going to happen and if it don't happen right away that don't mean it ain't going to happen that's why I've learned how to shout in anticipation of what God is about to do because maybe he's just getting me ready for the blessing 
blessed because he ain't early, he ain't late, but he's a on time God and I thank him for what he is doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell somebody I'm thanking God that I got might. It's interesting in the book of Acts chapter 19 that Paul came to the city of Ephesus and the Bible says that uh, as he was moving about in that city, the Bible, sa the Bible says that, that Paul started ministering to people and, uh, and he asked them about the Holy Spirit. And they said, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. So then he said, well, well, well then what were you baptized into? And they start talking about the, the baptism of John the Baptist. And then Paul shared with them more clarity about who Jesus is. And they believed on him. And when they believed on him, then Paul said, well, we're going to baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now, the reason why this happened is because God wanted all believers. He wanted Gentiles just like the Jews to understand what it means to live a life where you are endowed with the presence of the Holy Ghost. When you keep reading, when you keep reading chapter 19 in the book of Acts, then the Bible speaks to us about the miracles that were performed that glorified the name Jesus Christ. I said that glorified Christ. We just got through praising God that he's worthy to receive the glory. Now there was so much kratos in Paul, so much of the Holy Ghost, the power of God, that the Bible says that, 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 that Paul, when he had put his hands, when he had touched even handkerchiefs and aprons and they were brought from his body to the sick, that the sick were healed because of the aprons and the, and, and the handkerchiefs that had been laid on them for which Paul had touched. It wasn't that the apron healed him. It wasn't that the handkerchief healed him. But it was the anointing of God that was on Paul that was transferred to them through this ministry of touching them with garments that had been sanctified in the name of Jesus. And, and people were delivered from unclean spirits. Now, there were some other Jewish exorcists around, the seven sons of Siva, and they started looking at what Paul was doing. They, say, they saw Paul lay hands on the sick. They, say, they saw Paul deliver people from unclean spirits. So they said, well, we're going to do it too. We're going to try this out. But when they started trying to do it, the problem was they didn't know Jesus. They tried to do it but they didn't have no kratos. They tried to do it but they didn't have no might. They tried to do it but they didn't have any power. So when they tried to do it listen to the word of God. The unclean spirit said to them, they said now Jesus we know and Paul we know but who are you? I want to ask somebody I want to ask somebody does the devil know your name? 
because the devil ought to know your name. He ought to say, Jesus, I know, and Walter, I know, Jesus, I know, and Joe, I know, Jesus, I know, and Tyler, I know. You feeling what I'm saying? He ought to know your name because you see, when they tried to do what they couldn't do, the Bible says that the demons then jumped on them and whipped them until they ran out of the house naked. I'm telling you, spiritual warfare ain't nothing to play with because evil is real. And if you're going to start trying to deal and have victory in the area of demonic warfare, you better know what you're doing. You better be prayed up. You better be read, read up. You better be meditating. You better spend some time in God's face. And before you start delivering somebody else, you better make sure you deliver yourself. Hallelujah. The Bible says, the Bible says that because Paul had the kratos, because he had the might of God, the power of God flowing in his life, the Bible says that the word of God went out powerfully and the word of God prevailed. That's why I told you a while ago that God's going to let each one of us bring someone to Christ and into this church this year. Why? Because you got kratos in you you got power in you you got might in you all you gotta do is start opening up your mouth start sharing the good news start operating in the power that the God has given you pray for the person that you're witnessing to testify to the person that you're witnessing to and if the Holy Ghost leads you lay hands on the person that you're witnessing to and then watch the spirit of God do something miraculous for you and through you on behalf of somebody else well I want to close the lesson now by telling you finish strong come on help me close this look at somebody tell them child of God finish strong yes finish strong the race ain't given to the swift or to the strong but to those who run who finish to the end yeah everybody can start out strong but you gotta finish strong how do I finish strong power you finish strong by exercising your faith faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen is based on conviction and certitude. And the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he must believe that he must believe that God is a reward of those who love him and who diligently seek him. That's how you finish strong is you gotta believe. Well, how am I gonna exercise Exercise my faith. Well, get in God's face and pray. Now, don't pray because you got a problem, but pray because you got a relationship. Don't pray because you're in a storm, but pray because you like to worship God. Don't pray because you want God to give you some trinkets, but pray because you want the Holy Ghost. Pray because you want power. Pray because you want some kratos. Get in God's face and talk to him and talk to him till you cry. Talk to him till you feel the fire burning. Talk to him till you feel the little wheel turning. 
Talk to them until you feel something coming over you. Talk to them until the anointing of God gets heavy on your life. Because when you pray and then you exercise your faith, that faith is going to enable you to release some kratos. Your faith will enable you to release the might of God. And it's going to be released because you believe. Ain't no need in praying if you don't think God is real. Ain't no need in praying if you don't think he answers prayer. But if you believe that he answers, if you believe that he's real, then go on and talk to Jesus says all things are possible to those that believe. So I'm going to close like I told you that I'm believing God for increase. I'm asking God to enlarge my territory. And since I'm asking him to enlarge my territory, since I'm asking him to give me increase, then I'm going to lay hands on myself and tell myself I believe. I believe. I believe. It's getting ready to happen for me me. Come on, where are the believers at? If you believe, come on, raise your hand. If you believe, stand on your feet. If you believe, open up your mouth and tell God, I believe. I'm believing you, God, for increase. I'm believing you, God, for elevation. I'm believing you, God, to enlarge my territory. I'm believing you, God, not just to do something for me, but I'm believing you, God, to do something through me on behalf of others. So, God, I'm going to give you a shout now. And this ain't a shout on what you have done. This ain't a shout on what you're doing right now. But God, I'm getting ready to shout on what you are about to do. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you are getting ready to do. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. My soul cries out, yes. Religious people, religious people, religious people, they don't know what I'm talking about. Religious people, they don't, they don't know what I'm talking about because they're not connected. church people who just churchy don't know what I'm talking about because they satisfied with being churchy but Christian people saved people spirit filled people 
<clears throat> know what I'm talking about. Because we come to church looking for something. We come looking for something. We understand church <clears throat> is not about entertainment. It ain't about being made to feel good. Church is an experience. Every time we come in here, we're coming to experience God. We see one another. I'm so glad to see you all. Yeah. So glad to see you. Look at Shory Durrett, Lord Jesus. And this is after Derby. Look at, look at Phyllis McDonald. I didn't know that was Phyllis with all that yellow and that hat on. Lord Jesus. Them women better be glad you didn't go to the track yesterday. She'd have put everybody to shame. I'm glad to see y'all. Glad to see you. Joe Tyler, glad to see you. You glad to see me? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, the, didn't the vessels of glory sing? Yeah. Son. And I've been, I've been doing my best for the last 25, 30 minutes trying to teach this word. That's what I've been trying to do. <laughs> but I said all of that to get to this. The height, the height of this worship service is that we had an experience with God. Because you can't fabricate when the Holy Ghost comes in. You, you, can't, you can't make that up. And the spirit came in here, Jarrell, uh, so strong for just a little bit. We almost just didn't get anything else. Because you got to let him have his way. So the blessing that all of us have today is when you leave this service after the benediction, you can tell somebody, I experienced God in this house. But you cannot experience what you don't expect. And God wants us to come to church every Sunday to have an experience with Him. Crystal, 
I've been looking back again at Acts chapter 2. Luke says, on the day of Pentecost, Crystal, he says, <clears throat> and suddenly there was a sound like a mighty rushing wind and it came, filled the house and cloven tongues like fire set upon their heads. And the Holy Ghost been working with me on that thing. Somewhere here in the near future, I'm going to say a word about it. And I'm going to tell you that the sound of God changed my life. And suddenly, not by accident, not coincidental, suddenly, where God who created time interrupts Kronos with Kairos. A sound. But a sound can only bless if you have a receiver. You gotta be listening, Joe, for the sound. And I'm not gonna preach that today, I'm just trying to help you understand what's going on here. God is releasing Phyllis, tell your daughter, pastor said, God is releasing right now in the atmosphere a sound. Because Walter, the spirit of God wants to do for us now what he did for the church on the day of Pentecost. So child of God, go on and operate with that kratos. Operate with that might. Operate with that power. Tell yourself, I can be everything God says I can be. I can do everything God says I can do. And I can have everything God said I can have. Come on, give him some praise. The people represent the church no matter where we are. So stay connected and reach others as we grow in Christ.